Our Savior, dearly beloved, was born today. Let us be glad, for there is no proper place for sadness when we keep the birthday of life, that life which destroys the fear of mortality and brings to us the joy of promised eternity. No one is kept from sharing this happiness. There is for all one common measure of joy, because as our Lord, the destroyer of sin and death, finds none free from change, so is he come to free us all. Let the saint exult in that he draws near to victory. Let the sinner be glad in that he is invited to pardon. Let the Gentile take courage in that he is called to life. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. These words of St. Leo the Great are taken from a sermon that he preached in Rome in the middle of the fifth century. That was not a good time to be living in Rome. Her glory as a city had long since passed. A hundred years before, Constantine, the first Christian emperor of Rome, had moved the capital of the empire to the east, to the new Rome, Constantinople. And meanwhile, wave after wave of barbarian tribes poured into the Western Empire, finally reaching the gates of Rome. During the next 50 years, Rome would be sacked three times. By the time St. Leo was elected Pope in 440, Rome was still recovering from the horrible sack of 410 when the Roman Forum was laid in ruins and the ancient archives of Rome went up in smoke. St. Leo was fated to see his beloved city conquered and sacked two more times before he died in 461. And news of the cities and churches in the north, in Gaul, the West, in Spain, and in North Africa, was no better. The lamps of faith and civilization were growing dimmer and dimmer. After 1,100 years of glory, Rome, the mother of the West, consecrated to Christ by the blood of the martyrs, and now the mother of all the churches, was, by any human standard, doomed. Or was she? But all this was the least of St. Leo's problems. As he struggled to save his people from death and starvation at the hands of the likes of Attila the Hun, an even worse threat loomed on the eastern horizon. That was the threat of heresy. 
The emperors in Constantinople and many of the bishops of the East wanted peace and harmony at any cost. And they were more than willing to compromise on such matters as the true divinity and true humanity of our Lord. Now in the end, St. Leo's teaching of the true faith prevailed. But it was a hollow victory when the churches of Armenia and Syria and Egypt broke off from the unity of Catholic and Orthodox faith. In short, the world seen from Rome in the fifth century was a mess. Her population impoverished and decimated, barely able to survive, the monuments of her imperial glory and ruins, the shrines and basilicas of the apostles and martyrs desecrated and stripped of all their beauty, and the churches under her care threatened with heresy and even extinction. And yet, in the midst of all this, St. Leo was able to say, Our Savior, dearly beloved, was born today. Let us be glad, for there is no proper place for sadness when we keep the birthday of life, that life which destroys the fear of death and brings to us the joy of immortality. This Christmas night, we would all do well to remember this little lesson in history. Because all around us, the web of Western civilization is once again unraveling. And what was once thought to be moral depravity beyond mention is now held up as normal and healthy, a sign of human progress and enlightenment. <coughs> Rejecting their spiritual roots, nations have lost their identity. Governments appear less and less able to ensure either peace or prosperity. Robbed of the basics of life, people seek refuge in foreign lands and on our own doorstep. And the church, the church is not immune from this temper of our times. If one were to believe what we see and hear in the media, every doctrine and every moral norm is up for grabs. And everywhere, we are told, people are angry and afraid. Let us be glad, for there is no proper place for sadness when we keep the birthday of life. If our mood tonight is one of anger, fear, and sadness, then we have missed the whole point of Christmas. Be it the first, the fifth, or the 21st century, for Christians, for Christians, the effect of sin is no less real and no less irrelevant. Today, in the city of David, 
is born to us a Savior who is Christ the Lord. Tonight, tonight God's answer to this world of sin is to humble himself, to lay aside his glory as God and truly accept in his earthly life all the consequences of sin and death, to become the ultimate victim of this world's injustice. And in this, in this he proves himself to be truly God-made man. For who, who but a truly all-powerful and all-loving God could so completely lay aside his power and glory? Who but an all-powerful and all-loving God could save us without destroying our freedom to love or reject him in return? Perhaps, perhaps if we are angry and and afraid in the face of our times, it is because we have forgotten the lessons of scripture and history. Perhaps we too are called to humble ourselves like the Christ child and put aside not our power and glory, which we don't have anyway, but our sad little attempts at playing God, to put aside that pride which makes our own little world and problems the center of all reality. The real world, the real world is a broken place. All empires and nations see their days of glory past. The veneer of civilization is always paper thin. Even the church, especially the church, the world's oldest functioning institution, is forever plagued with dissent and corruption. If this world of nations and empires, of commerce and human attractions, were really the sum of all reality, then we would have every reason to be angry and afraid tonight. In such a world, searching for a political savior who gives voice to our fear and anger is perfectly reasonable, perfectly understandable. But if we believe that tonight heaven is united to earth and the divine joined to the human, then the words of the angels to the shepherds that first Christmas and of St. Leo to the Romans in the fifth century drive out every fear and all anger. Our Savior, dearly beloved, was born today. Let us be glad for there is no proper place for sadness when we keep the birthday of life, that life which destroys the fear of mortality and brings to us the joy of promised 
eternity. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit.